Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am grateful for my sponsor. As of this recording, I am 150 days sober, and today we're going to be revisiting my steps one and two as I prepare to review them with my sponsor. Yes, that is right. I finally do have a sponsor that I feel comfortable with, and we are working the steps took me a little bit to get there, and I feel like that's something that many of us struggle with as we enter into rooms and programs designed to help us with our addiction. But I did finally find someone, and we are a great fit, and I'm learning a lot from them. And so we restarted from the beginning, although I felt confident, and I do feel confident that I've kind of wrapped my head around the first few steps. One thing that he had said that I really liked was that we're working a, a, like a slow recovery, not a, a fast recovery, because we want this to stick, we want this to last, and so we've been reviewing the big book and other things as we walk through the first couple steps, and I've been able to kind of give them a better, deeper look now that I have someone walking me through them that I didn't have before, which has also been very nice. Now, step one as a refresher, is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And so when I wrote up a little ditty on step one, I had mentioned you know, there was no room for doubt that when I first logged on to those handful of Zoom meetings that my life was completely unmanageable. I was drinking morning, noon, and night. I'd hide alcohol all over my office and my home so I could drink in secret. But I was also the party guy that loved to end my work day at 3 p.m. for happy hours. Days I had to myself, I drank copious amounts alone just to get drunk, while on work days it often became something I felt I had to do to operate like normal because I couldn't focus without alcohol in my system. Even when I pushed through and had sober days, my thoughts were consumed with when I'd be able to get my next drink, and I was so disgusted with myself that I wished there was an off button to living. And so clearly all of this spells out unmanageable. But I often ask myself how I got there. I mean, I felt like I used to be able to manage it. I mean, I remember times where I could do days or even weeks without drinking or thinking about my next drink. There were even a handful of times where I was able to have just a couple and then stop. Even though it tormented me, I was able to do it. Sure, I've ended relationships over alcohol-induced fights or problems, and the majority of the fights that I've had with my husband have been about or around alcohol. But I would tell myself that that's because alcohol brings out honesty in people. And, of course, there were the handful of times I found myself in extremely risky sexual situations while wasted. But I survived without much trauma. So when I think about it that way, maybe my drinking has always been unmanageable. It's true that one drink was too many and a thousand was not enough. 
It's also true that there is a distinct change in my personality the moment that first drink crosses my lips. I'm not typically a dishonest or manipulative person, but give me one drink and I will do literally anything it takes to have another and another and another. If my life becomes unmanageable after that first drink, then why didn't I just stop drinking? For the longest time, the answer was that. Despite all the problems I had with alcohol, I still loved it. People come and go from my life all the time, but alcohol has always been there for me. It comforted me after a bad day while it helped me celebrate a good one. Alcohol made me feel less when the world was getting too intense for me. I truly love alcohol. It just didn't love me. Even once I decided to stop drinking, I found acting on that intention was not as easy. So many times I promised myself not to drink for a week, a day, or even a morning, and would be followed by the disappointment that I just couldn't do it. That is until I found my 12-step program. Finding a sober community helped me fight those urges and not drink. I was able to stay sober for a day, then two, then a week, and even a month. After first reading this step, I thought I had breezed through it. Of course, my life was unmanageable when I drank, but as long as I simply didn't drink, I thought that my life was totally manageable. In hindsight, though, alcohol was still ruling my life that first month or two. It was one of the first thoughts I had in the morning and would accompany me throughout the day like the devil on my shoulder. I still craved the feelings it used to give me. I had been able to acknowledge that my life was unmanageable, but I hadn't found a solution for it yet. Of course, I hadn't fully wrapped my head around step two yet at that time either. Uh, step two, as a refresher, was came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Now, I don't remember a moment when the light from heaven shined down upon me and restored my sanity. My higher power never spoke to me and told me that everything was going to be all right. I'd hear people in the rooms talk about Godshot moments, and I wondered where I could find the Kool-Aid they were drinking. But then, after a crisis of faith, roughly a month or so into my sobriety, I realized that my sanity had been restored by a power greater than myself, little by little, rather than all at once. And that's a common misconception that I feel like a lot of people have when they enter into the rooms, especially if they consider themselves atheist or agnostic. Is a lot of people do talk about these huge single moments in time that completely changed them, shook them to their core, made them realize that they had to do a 180. But it doesn't always happen like that. It does sometimes happen slow and steady. For me, it was just learning lesson by lesson. I mean, when I prepared my podcast, I set its launch date for after my 90 days, partly to get everything in order and have a good pipeline of episodes in the works. But there was also that part of me that delayed it because I wasn't sure I'd even make it to 90 days. During those first three months, I knew that my day job would either have a breakthrough where we opened our doors to the public and seniors can move into my community and all my hard work would have paid off, or we'd be delayed yet again and screw over dozens of senior citizens into basically being homeless for an extra week or two or even longer. I thought to myself that if we had one more delay, that would surely destroy any chance I had at sobriety. There was no way that I can get through such a low blow because I was so consumed in my job at the time that I felt like if something horrible went wrong at work, that that meant that something horrible would happen to me. And then my worst fears happened. We were delayed and it hurt. I had an emotional breakdown. I cried it out. I talked about it with my husband and my coworker. But the funny thing is I didn't feel the need to drink. I was amazed at that fact. I was happy with it. But how was that possible when I was so sure that I wouldn't have been able to make it through that experience without failing? 
I, that was in that moment that I realized that rather than having that single powerful experience, I instead began to believe in a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity little by little over the first month or so. As I heard other people's experiences, I identified with them rather than compared, and I heard how they stayed sober through those hard times. I learned the importance of connection and had begun reaching out to fellows daily, knowing they'd be there for me if I ever needed them. I read this big book that, despite feeling a little outdated at times, made more sense to me than the few times it didn't, and it laid out a simple program to help keep me sober. A combination of all of these lessons worked and helped me stay sober and sane. In that moment, I realized that not only could a power greater than myself restore me to sanity, but that it had restored me to sanity. That brings me to step three, where I spent a little bit more time learning about who this higher power is and how it worked for me. But that is another topic for another podcast episode, because I am not there yet reviewing it with my sponsor, and I'm sure that he'll give me homework, and I'll take that homework and turn it into an episode for all of you. And so I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about these episode formats that we're doing, having these audio diaries that are shorter on Mondays, as well as having interviews on Thursdays. If you like this format or if you'd want it maybe switched up, definitely email me. I love hearing listener feedback on how we can make this podcast the best one out there for you and your sobriety. My email address is gayapodcast at gmail.com. You can also get involved with the conversation on our Instagram at gayapodcast. And until next time, everyone, stay sober, friends.